All right, welcome to episode 41 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. This week we're joined by Zach. Hi. And Chance. Hello again. Rick is still not alive. Hopefully next week. <laughs> Science is really failing us right now. <laughs> and I, of course, am your host, Pat. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're a weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite blend of coffee. I like the uh, hazelnut cream that you are drinking right now. Oh, it, it is It is finished. That you have drunk. I've, I have drunk the coffee, yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just like getting like the like Java chip frappuccino or something with chocolate. Really, I really like chocolate coffee drinks. Yes, for those of you listening, he uh, added chocolate syrup, Hershey syrup to his coffee. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. People go to like Starbucks and add just like an inordinate amount of shit to their coffee. So like, surely just putting Hershey syrup in it isn't like that far fetched. I weird. cannot attest to it because I don't drink coffee. Hard ever really you like just had coffee. Yeah, this was like the first. Zach time had I've his had, first cup of coffee. It wasn't my first cup of coffee. I can easily say it's been years since I've had my last cup of coffee compared to this it's one. It's your so. first cup of coffee, dude. It's don't, not my first cup. Of you coffee. don't need to impress the listeners. They know. I'm literally not by saying I don't drink coffee. <laughs> anyway, this week we'll be we'll be doing like a Marvel special, so we'll be talking about our impressions of uh, Ultimate Alliance three, and then uh, we'll be going into the. Phase four of, of the MCU movies that they just announced, and we'll be finishing off with a spoiler talk of Spider-Man: Far From Home. So, hopefully, you've seen that movie by now. Anyway, before any of that, mm-hmm. what have you been playing, Zach? I have done actually zero gaming like this week. It's disappointing basically. me in all fronts. So, today. Uh, chance. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the games I've been playing, which we'll get to later, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I mean, recently, just that's just been that game. So uh, I played a little bit more of my friend Pedro, but I'm hoping to beat it by next week because I'm sure I'm near the end. Uh, and then I did also start Hollow Knight, the Void Heart edition or something like that. And that game gives you no clues. It's it's like a, those of you who don't know, it's like a uh, platformer action game. Basically, it just starts you off and you explore. And like the world is huge. I, I got lost and I'm like, I have no idea where to go. So that's kind of where I am with uh Hollow Knight. And then, yes, I have also played uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Actually, we'll talk about that right now. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Those of you don't know, this is the Nintendo Switch exclusive that was just released July 19th. This is the third game in the series of Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is kind of like a, a dungeon crawler or like that type of game. So it has drop-in, drop-out co-op, uh, a large like uh cast 30 of characters, characters i think 30 plus yeah of uh, marvel heroes and villains that you can play as and basically as you progress through the story you unlock these other villains they join the alliance and you can at certain points you get to the little shield icon you can change the characters play with whoever you like there's different team bonuses like if you have uh, all the spider-man characters then you earn damage bonuses or whatever such as that yeah, so uh, you've probably played a little bit more than me, Chance, but we, we put, what, a good two, three hours into it the other day? Yep, I don't think the campaign's too long. It's I feel like the game is meant to not only play the campaign, but to do all the challenges and to farm XP and money to progress your character, so. Basically, the gameplay is very easy. You have, every character has a light attack, a heavy attack, and then at level 20, they earn all four of their abilities, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you have four abilities that you unlock, 
and you can either do them like standard like by yourself or if you press another button you can combo with someone to add more damage then you do have like when you hold both bumpers down when everyone has their gauge up or if you just want to do it by yourself it's like an, a super ultimate ability where you do some kind of crazy damage attack um but i feel like it's best utilized when everyone has it and you can stack them all together yeah and uh it's mostly that like top down or like three-fourths top down camera where it shows all the characters you're you can freely if you're playing by yourself yeah the camera's a lot better by yourself and but when you're playing with co-op we found that it was the camera's kind of crappy at times like we couldn't see the boss like he was off screen and we were trying to get to him and um stuff like that so obviously if you're playing by yourself you can change between each of the characters by moving the d-pad around if you're just playing with like two people you can freely change whoever you want um between the two of you and then uh if you're playing with all four people obviously you're not changing you can do local co-op like on the couch you can do online and uh multiple like switches, multiple switches connected so yeah like if, you, if you all wanted to play handheld and just play on the same, you know, game, you can do that, so, yeah. or something like that. Like, the game can be very, it's very hack and slashy, like, you know, you're button mashing the same things, I don't think, there's not really, like, a combination of buttons, there's no combos, like, head light, you know, click light twice, then heavy, you pretty much just have, like, you know, light, heavy, and a, an aerial attack. Um, there are characters that have different things, like, each character, they do have, like, a tree of stats, they also have these gems, which I like to think of as just like gear, like in an RPG. You can equip them onto a character, and it changes that character's stats only. And you can increase, like, strength or something to deal more damage. It is very hack and slash, uh, but they do throw in those, I would say, slightly difficult enemies. Yeah, well, there's the bosses, too. And most of those, plus, like, the mid-tier enemies have that stagger mechanic, so you gotta take away their stagger bar and then they'll be stunned and then you can do more damage at that point so you kind of want to save your supers for that moment um let's go back to that customization and like the leveling or whatever that's probably the aspect of the game i'm most disappointed with because all of the bonuses at least from what we've seen is just like eight percent more light attack damage 50 strength whatever that means like all the all the upgrades are behind the scenes none of them fundamentally changes the way you play the game once your character reaches level 20 that's how they're going to play they're never going to change that um, as opposed to other games where you can actually invest in different skills and you know unlock new ways to play or like focus on aerial attacks or focus on you know i mean like i guess that's part of the thing about having a huge roster is that like you do have the option to change different characters that do play slightly different but you'll notice that a lot of character, a lot of abilities are the same. Like I was playing Wolverine and one of his stronger abilities is his first one where you just use it and you button mash and he just constantly swipes and does like, you know, damage over time. And then I was playing another character who did the, I was playing Groot, Rocket and Groot. And he has a similar ability where he just swings his arms around, does the same exact thing if you button mash. So yeah, I do. I am disappointed the fact that you can't change out abilities. Like characters only have four abilities. I wish that'd be cool if they had like, couple more that you can interchange but yeah if you have a favorite character you're gonna get really bored of playing that one character the whole game or you know because you're you're just gonna be you know cut and dry how that character is and they're never gonna difference like yeah i mean you do unlock characters fairly regularly so you can always change it up and stuff it's just you're right they do have a large roster and 
when you're trying to be a jack of all trades, you can be a master of none. So um, I feel like if they had just tightened up that roster and went Focus that on way, more, they could have had some yeah. more interesting variation to how you play. So like some of these characters, like uh, Elsa Bloodstone, very I have no character. idea. Yeah, that was when I saw her, I'm like, who the hell is this? And yeah, Luke Cage, and then you have uh, Drax the Destroyer. They play pretty much very similarly, like just run up and punch. Uh, so I, I don't think you needed both of them there, but then you do have some interesting characters. Like you have, uh, Scarlet Witch, who I really liked, who was just like the ranged. Um, and then you could have like someone like Wolverine who's like, like up close slash. I really liked Wolverine because I feel he like he heals. was super strong, like melee wise. And he was, he's actually really strong at like, I've noticed that his character is really good at like penetrating armor and stuff like that. I feel like he staggered people very fast. Like he was really good against stagger bars or whatever. And um, like we talked about the challenge mode, they did actually lock some characters, mostly villains, behind um, the challenge modes. There's four different, um, I guess, trees of the challenges. And the first one you unlock Electra. The second one you get Magneto. The third one you get Loki. And then the last one you get the big baddie Thanos. You can actually play as him. What are your overall impressions on this game right now? We really like the story. Like I, was, I, I like how it was nonstop, like... You know, entrance entrances of villains and heroes, and like non, you know, it is, different people. It is a very comic booky story where it's like, yeah, we beat the guy, and then immediately the next villain comes in and like, yeah, it's like a gauntlet of villains and heroes. And like, that you keep yeah, into. you are going to different locations. Like, you start on the raft prison. Um, you end up going to uh, like Xavier a, a, Mansion, Avengers Tower. Avengers now you're in the Tower. Dark Dimension. Yeah, um, and then I'm sure you're going to end up in other places. So it is. It is varied on the locations and stuff uh overall it looks it doesn't look like the best game because it's on switch yeah graphically it's yeah it's not gonna look good but like for example like i had a game recently crash bandicoot which i felt like was made ctr which is the crash bandicoot racing game capture the rag um crash which do not call it i felt like it was definitely made for um like playstation xbox first and then like you know moved over to the switch so it looked really shitty in my opinion but then the marvel ultimate alliance yes it does not look the best but it doesn't look bad it's got that cartoony graphic style or whatever which works in the marvel you know property and everything uh it's just they have the pre-rendered cutscenes, which look really good yeah those look amazing like comic book like and then, cartoon and then when it switches to gameplay everything looks a little blockier a little blurrier and stuff so it, immediately it's jarring when it goes from that cutscene to gameplay so you can tell that those cutscenes are not in engine and those cutscenes actually make the game look worse to me i don't know like, I guess it you know, makes it more noticeable, I guess. Yeah. Because and, you go to a nice looking cutscene to. And at least what I've slight played. Less graphics. What I've played has been with the Switch connected to the TV, you know, in. The best possible way you can play it. Yeah. Once once you're playing in handheld mode, it does. We, we know the Switch clocks at a lower speed to save power and everything, but you also have only a 720p screen, so I can't speak to that. Did you play it all in handheld? Yeah, I played it on handheld. I mean, I think because the screen is so small, like. I mean, obviously graphically yeah it doesn't look the best but i don't think it looked as bad as other games like been ported over to the switch kind of like smite and paladins and other games like that and then obviously the question of whether or not it's worth 60 dollars uh, i actually have a, a friend asking me what i thought of it and shout out to courtney if you're listening uh basically what i would say is if you're a fan of the marvel properties and you understand like you know these references you'll have fun playing this campaign uh, I would really only recommend it 
if you have friends to play it with. I don't think playing by yourself, it'll be that much of a... It wouldn't be as much of a fun experience, I think, because the uh, kind of the clunkiness of the camera and then the the graphics and everything become a lot more noticeable when you're just playing by yourself. But when you're playing with friends, you're talking about like, oh shit, look at what's going on here, and are you ready to do your combo and things like that. It's it's much more of a, a community experience. Yeah, it's more um, interactive with the people. You know what I mean? Like when it's when you're by yourself, I can see it very like. Like the computers are following you, and they're just yeah. The AI you know, isn't great. Yeah, I feel like it makes also makes it a little bit more challenging, which makes it fun when you have other people playing with you because you need them to be in certain spots, and you know you need more coordination, I guess, mm-hmm. and that makes the game a lot more fun. So yeah, it does play better with more people, which is fine because the game is I feel like meant to be a couch co-op. So that's why I highly recommend if you had like you know Nintendo Online to play with people either online or better yet with people. In person. You know, in person, you know, on the couch with like at least, you know, three, like two to three people. Yeah. And like we said, the game isn't control wise. It isn't super complicated. You just need to know basically four buttons and you're good to go and just press those buttons when you see enemies. So uh, if even if it's someone who's not very experienced with gaming in general, I'm sure they could still have fun. It's just that factor of. If you're looking for like a rich story or something, maybe wait for the Crystal Dynamics Marvel game that's coming out next year. That's going to be more high budget. That'll be available on more, more platforms and have like a, a more story focused approach, I think. Um, not that this story is terrible or anything like that. It's just like super fast paced. Like it's like it's just a gauntlet and there's no like like. The Avengers game that's going to be coming out later is going to be a lot more like store, like a movie storytelling, like where this is cinematic. You know, cinematic, where the Marvel Ultimate Alliance is just like a gauntlet of fighting, you know, heroes and villains yeah. and super quick pace. If so. you're looking for like character development or so- something like that, you're not going to find it here. These yeah. characters are already set in stone, and they just pick them and play as them. So, I really don't think this game should be sixty bucks. In my opinion, like I think it's a great game and stuff like that. So Maybe forty. If, if you're just like a diehard Marvel fan, or you've been craving like Marvel content, it would be worth it. But like most of them are just like just wait for the price to drop if it ever does. Yeah, it's it's an okay often, game, so. and you can have fun with an okay game. There's nothing wrong with yeah, an okay I mean, game. It's just you have to understand what you're buying. So right. if you have, I, I would recommend this to anybody who is a fan of Marvel in general, not just like the movies, because these are some more obscure characters and stuff are going to be in this game, but also someone who has people who can actually come in person and play and would enjoy playing this game. And you'd have enough controllers to support them. Uh, If you're just solo and you're hoping for the story, uh, wait for a price drop. It'll I'm sure this will go on sale. So yeah. Um, For those of you who want a more cinematic experience, like we already said, wait till March, 2020 when the, uh, the high budget, Triple A Avengers game will come out. What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. All right. So those of you who are not familiar with not slow news, it's basically a lot of uh, news stories happen throughout the week that aren't worthy enough to be like full topics that we discuss. So we basically take those stories. I give those to you really fast and you guys have one sentence to react to them. So here we go. In an AMA with uh, Andre Duranachev, director of product for stadia he had stated that stadia pro will not be a netflix for games but instead will be closer to 
Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus where you get one free game a month. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's not bad. Personally, I'm not really interested right now, but we'll see. I think they would have probably done better with a Game Pass-like service for 10 bucks a month, but it doesn't seem they're going that route. Avengers Endgame, officially the highest grossing movie of all time. Finally, thank God Avatar did not deserve to be number one. I was getting worried there, but I'm yeah, glad, was, I'm fine. I'm happy that it finally got past the mark, and it's the where it deserves to be. Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. <laughs> uh, Netflix dropped the Witcher trailer. Yeah, I didn't think it looked bad. I thought it looked pretty solid. It looked interesting, and I might look into it at some point. I liked what I saw. Hopefully, Henry Cavill doesn't turn it all to shit. <laughs> Borderlands 3 won't launch with crossplay, but Gearbox is committed to it. Alright. I don't really care. I'll probably end up be playing it by myself because no one else wants to play with me. Yep, Zach will never play this game. Yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> Nintendo announces new and improved Switch with better battery life. I don't care. Personally, not enough for an upgrade. Basically, I think this makes the Switch Lite even less appealing than it was before. You said last week that the Switch Lite was marketing genius. Yeah, but to us, this is less appealing. The, the Switch Lite is less appealing now. The Switch Lite wasn't very appealing to begin with. To now us. And that was not slow news. <laughs> All right, our second topic here, we'll be talking about the Phase 4 of the MCU. Woo, yeah. yeah. This was officially announced at Comic-Con just hours ago. Woo, Comic-Con. What a <laughs> fucking hype man now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Would you rather not have a hype man? <laughs> I don't need a hype man, alright. Anyway, basically we'll just be going through their slate of Phase 4 movies and TV shows now, officially, because Disney Plus is a thing. Ooh, yeah, Phase 4! <laughs> so, uh, the first movie coming out, Black Widow, and that's going to be May 1st, 2020. As we know, this is a prequel, because, spoilers, Black Widow died. In the movie. <laughs> wow! But this is the thing, though, it, it's... Do you think anything might be weird about it? Like, I mean, it's in Phase 4, you know what I mean? I know it's a prequel, but do you think it would... I don't think so. No? What, what would be weird about it? I don't know. It's like a new phase where new things are going on. I'm not saying... I don't know. I personally don't care about the prequel, honestly. I want to see like, how, like, her origin story... Yeah, I want to see that. I don't know. Maybe they... Like, I don't know. We'll think see of that. how good uh, Winter Soldier was, and that was kind of like a spy thriller. Right. They were experimenting with that. This... Seems like they're going all out. Yeah, I mean, so I, not like I don't think like the movie will be bad or anything. I just personally like for like the sake of the her story, I'm like, all right, whatever. It's a pre, it's an origin prequel. I don't really care either way. Obviously, Scarlett Johansson is returning to play herself as Black Widow, and uh, David Harbour of the new Hellboy, which was terrible, and Stranger Things fame. Uh, then you have Florence Paul, who's also on the uh, cast, and she was great in both Fighting With My Family and uh, Midsummer just now. Rachel Weisz is also on cast list here. Uh, Kate Shortland will direct the movie and will be the second woman to direct a MCU movie. Uh, coming out, obviously, May 1st, 2020, and I'm excited. I, I don't think Black Widow got her full due in Endgame because she died so early. Even though it was halfway through the movie, I was gonna say it wasn't really like early. Still, <laughs> it was like an hour and a half into like a three and a half hour movie or whatever. But still, I, I think 
she didn't get her full due. So uh, I'm glad they're still like they're not completely done with that character, right? After uh, Black Widow, they'll have Falcon and the Winter Soldier Fall 2020 coming exclusively to uh, Disney Plus service. And basically, uh, the way they announced this, they had Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie at the actual uh, panel, and they're gonna they're talking about it. And then all of a sudden, the lights start flickering and the lights go off and the giant screen. Who else but Baron Zemo comes on there and he's like, "I have a message for you. I will see you soon." And then he puts on his purple mask from the comics so they're bringing back baron zemo and i instantly am way more excited for uh falcon and the winter soldier than i was before uh those of you don't remember or didn't see captain america civil war baron zemo was the bad guy of that film who basically hatched this plot to turn the avengers on each other and at the end of the movie he gets captured and I was really hoping they wouldn't be done with him. And I'm glad they aren't. And we'll be seeing more of him. Yeah, I think he'll be an interesting villain where he's not super powered in any way, but he's able to outsmart and mastermind his way. Yeah, man's a genius. Yeah. And like, um, I think it's also cool because I think they'll touch on the Captain America mantle. You know what I mean? He gave it to Falcon, but. It shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Who else would it go to? Bucky. Well, no. Yes. So I mean, they may maybe they might share the shield or something. You know what I mean? They're gonna, it sounds like they're going to be partners in crime, taking on the big baddie. So um, that looks really interesting too. I, I think it's really it's going to be a really cool show. So uh, November 6, twenty twenty, you have the Eternals movie. Uh, this is the one that Keanu Reeves was rumored to be a part of, but obviously they confirmed he's not. I think they're going to they're no they're going to add him in eventually. I, I hear that like they're keep trying to like they want to find the perfect role for him or whatever is yeah, what they should just say. be himself. So, uh Angelina Jolie is set to star as Thena and then you have uh Richard Madden who those of you who watch Game of Thrones, Rob Stark uh as Icarus and then you have Camille Nanjiani as Kingo and then you have Selma Hayek as Ajax. So, a lot of high profile actors here and uh eternals is one of their more obscure franchises basically eternals are like this race of like superhuman basically the celestials which are like the all-powerful gods of the mcu or marvel in general have been doing experiments on humans and created this new race called the eternals and this other race called the deviants uh, basically the forces of good and evil constantly at war with one another. Uh, the Eternals, they look just like humans, but they age much slower so they can live for much longer. Uh, they can regenerate. A lot of them have different abilities like flight or like telekinesis and things like that. So I don't think this movie will take place on Earth at all, maybe. so Yeah, I think the MCU is going more towards like the multiverse cosmic, cosmics yeah, and stuff. More- like cosmic based so yeah and with these stars attached i'm super excited and uh, i can't wait it'll be directed by chloe zhao who's a fairly unknown director but she did the 2017 uh movie called the rider which won a bunch of like independent spirit awards and things like that so they are going more diverse with their actual not only their actors but also their directors as well so I'm excited to what to see what she can do with like a big budget Marvel movie. Marvel has always done a good job getting folks that like you know you no. never heard of before, and then they just blow up and they play really good roles. And 
Yeah, they're great with casting not only their actors, but also their crew and the yeah. directors. They highlight quality really yeah. well. Yeah. They've always been good at that, so. After the Eternals, we have Shang-Chi. He's a, he's a Chinese superhero. Um, he is not super humid, uh, superhuman, but he's known to, like, you know, control chi. That gives him kind of superhuman abilities, I guess. He's kind of like he's one of those characters that are, you know, no one's really heard of him before. Um, the actor is, uh, how would you say his name? Simu Lui or Simu Lu? Simu Lu. Um, he's been in Taken, Warehouse 13, which is a TV show. Like, I really liked. I didn't know he was in it. And Destin Daniel Cretton, he's going to be the director. Coming out February 12th, 2021. Uh, a little ways away, but I'm, I'm excited. It's a different, and uh, obviously, um, it's called Shang-Chi. The Legend of the Ten Ring. They confirmed uh, Mandarin's in it. Like, obviously, Iron Man 3 included Mandarin in quotes because it was an actor, Trevor Salvery or whatever, uh, played by Ben Kingsley, uh, who was hired by uh, Aldridge Killian to play the Mandarin. Uh, So people thought, oh, they're not even doing the Mandarin. They were pissed that, like, you took this character with such a rich history and then just pulled the rug out from under us. But then they did a little uh, short film on the... DVD features of, uh, or I guess not DVD, just the extras of Iron Man 3 that included a little scene where uh, Ben Kingsley's character is being interviewed by this person who says he's doing a documentary on him. And at the end of that short film, an explosion happens and they break him out of the prison and the guy starts putting on rings and he's like, the real Mandarin wants to see you. And then he gets kidnapped. Do you think he'll be a cameo in this they could do it, obviously, but uh, I think at that point they were just doing that to keep their options open. Like they had no idea that they were going to do in Phase Four, they were going to do Shang Chi. But Marvel knows <laughs> to keep their doors and their options open. That's what they're doing with Shang Chi. You know, talking about the Mandarin, bringing it back. You know, so that wasn't a loose end. They're actually doing something with it. Um, I think I well, I, I'm, I guess what I'm excited is that. I'm excited for like the martial arts. Like I, I would really like to see more martial arts. A lot of things are just superpowers and stuff like that. It'd be really cool to see kind of like a, uh, you know, martial arts, you know, focused film with like maybe like weapons and stuff like that. And, um, you know, he uses nunchucks and swords and shuriken and all that stuff. So it'd be and really guns. cool to see that. I don't. Does he use guns? Probably. Yeah. He's he's part of MI six at one point. He's like. He has that master of kung fu thing, and then he's also a spy. So yeah, I mean, it says like in the Wikipedia and all that, it says like he he's trained with Captain America and Wolverine. It's pretty cool. So he's pretty badass. I'm excited. Yeah, WandaVision coming spring 2021 to their uh, Disney Plus service. Uh, I am I really like Scarlet Witch. I could take a leave Vision to be honest, but I'm glad that they're doing a, a TV show focused on them. And obviously, they have a much bigger history in the comics and you know well vision's coming back though which is awesome we don't know that maze how are you gonna have one division not have vision well is this a prequel series is this take place in a different multiverse i mean i guess we don't have that yet but it did I mean, mention how black was... widow died we're having a black widow movie does that mean black widow's coming back i mean she no. could be she could have been a scroll or something no so yeah, WandaVision's coming out. Uh, I'm excited to see what this. There's very few details on it, but I'm excited to see how they work this in to Phase Four, and then the next movie in Phase Four is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which 
It comes out May 7th, 2021. So, um, Fucking awesome name, by the way. Awesome name. It's fantastic. <laughs> Obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch is reprising his role as the Sorcerer Supreme. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, who plays Wanda Maximoff, will also yes, so join him. That, that means Scarlet Witch is in this movie. Yes. And maybe that can explain the TV show, too. I'm mm-hmm. sure the, both of these being in 2021 is not by accident. No, so they said that uh, Marvel said the events of the Disney Plus streaming show WandaVision will tie directly into the movie. Again, it will be um, directed by Scott Derrickson, and then I think it's C. Robert Cargill, who will be writing the script for this one. Another kind of big thing that they said uh, that would be coming in with this movie is that this will be their first, like, scary MCU movie, so there will be elements of horror. I'm totally in. I'm excited Um, for that. It's going to be sick. So, uh... At the um, on stage at Comic Con, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was like, "I think it's vital to maintain the humor of the first film, but there will be this twist of horror that will be a part of it." So that means I'm not going to go see the movie. You're going to you're going to see it. We're dragging you to this movie. Um, no, I mean I love Doctor Strange. He's one of my favorite superheroes. So now I'm forced to go watch a horror movie now. So yay me, woohoo! I mean I just like how. <laughs> The superhero genre is like so. It's really evolving. If, now, yeah, like, evolved at this point that we can do like a spy thriller in this genre, mm-hmm. and then we can do a horror movie. We can do a direct comedy, which I think Ragnarok or Guardians mm-hmm. movies are. Right. And then um, now they can, did say that this will still be PG thirteen, so it's not going to be like it's not going to be insanely scary. Yeah, it's not. There's just going to be like elements of horror in it, but it's not going to be a horror movie. There will be those twists in there. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, no, it's... especially I think Doctor Strange is like poised to take one of the the spots at leading the Avengers going forward. Yeah, yeah. So. and he's like super powerful too. So it'd be kind of cool to see who he goes up against or who probably the Baron Mordo. Probably because at the end of the last at, film, yeah. yeah. So he could be the the nemesis for this film as well. So, um, but yeah, and then after that. Do we, is there anything else we wanted to say about Doctor Strange? Or? Yeah, I think that's okay, cool. Yeah, after that, spring 2021 is um, Loki, which is another Disney Plus show. And I also think this isn't in 2021 by accident. I feel like this is all going to be connected somehow. Because mm-hmm. as we know, Loki in the MCU proper timeline was killed by Thanos right. and did not come back. Nah. But in the alternate timeline that they go to get the Infinity Stones, complete spoilers for Endgame at this point. But you guys have oh, oh, seen it. Okay, by at now. this point, if you haven't seen it, you had one chance to see it, and then you had a re-release chance to see it. There's no longer any excuses. <laughs> it's the highest-grossing movie of all time. Of all time. If you were interested at all, you've seen it by now. Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think the fact that this movie is dealing with multiverses, we know that in the multiverse that they go to in Endgame, Loki takes the, uh, the Tesseract, Tesseract and goes wherever. And that's where this show is focusing on. If you're in- introducing multiverse in Doctor Strange, it stands to reason it's going to be somehow connected with the Loki show. So, Do you think that means... I know I was asking chances earlier. Do you think that means they could bring Loki back to the MCU? I hope. A, I mean, he can, I, maybe, I he can maybe cameo or something. I would love for Loki to come back. Yeah, yeah Tom Hiddleston like, is great. Loki is a character. He, he is, is Loki. It's funny that he auditioned to be Thor. Right. And it's, he ended up being Loki and an amazing Loki. Like, he's like mm-hmm. that character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like He has embodied that character very well. I would love for Loki to come back. And then summer 2021, you also have the What If Marvel show, which is an animated show kind of dealing with, like, 
different scenarios of like, what if this happened or what if that happened? So uh, that'll be an interesting kids show. I don't know how directly that's going to tie into the MCU in general, but we'll see. And that's also coming to Disney Plus. Uh, and then fall 2021, a lot of stuff in 2021, by the way. Uh, uh, fall 2021, you have the Hawkeye show. Uh, Jeremy Renner is coming back to reprise his role, and they basically did say he is going to be training Kate Bishop in the show. So I think this might be the last time you see Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. And, and then his replacement. Passing, yeah. Passing the mantle on to Kate Bishop at that point. I like how they used the logo from, like, his comics. Mm-hmm. Like the Yeah, so it's pretty cool, like... Not what I expected, but yeah, I'm. I mean, it looks really cool, really interesting. I'm. I'm excited for all these TV shows. I think they're going to be amazing, and I can't wait to sign up for that Disney Plus. Yep. And then the last uh, reveal that they had with a set date uh, was Thor: Love and Thunder, which will come out November fifth, twenty twenty one. Obviously, Chris Hemsworth coming back as Thor, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, and Natalie Portman. Is Jane Foster. Yeah, which, which I, is, I was surprised yes. that, that, that she's coming back. Absolutely. Uh, also, Taika Waititi coming back, back as director. director. Yep. Right now, like anything you look up, oh, Natalie Portman's going to be Thor. And take up Thor's hammer. Like, that character's been gone for, like, what, seven? It would be, what, eight years probably at that point? Because the last time she was actually in it was 2013. The Dark World. Yeah. So and then, then it'd be they like, use footage from the Dark World. Yeah, and game. then they've like said stuff like stuff happened off screen to like not have her in the movie, like mm-hmm. Thor and her. It was a mutual breakup. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thor did not get dumped. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody dumps Thor. All right. Like, um, so it'd be weird like to have someone like essentially be gone for at that point would have been eight years, and then to take on such like a major role. So this, I think, will be continuing in Ragnarok's footsteps and being like a, an all-out comedy. Comedy. Yeah, comedy. I agree. Uh, obviously, it'll have some action elements and stuff in there, but mostly a comedy. But at this point, Thor has just become a comedic character. And I hilarious. love how they made that shift. Like, because Thor, like the first movie, yeah, there are elements of humor and stuff. Like he's more all, like a badass. All Marvel movies, but they they are playing him up to be more serious as like yeah. I'm worthy and all this stuff. And then Dark World, they kind of tried to double down on that and then take a step back at the same time and didn't know where they wanted to go with that character. But then when Taika Waititi came with Thor Ragnarok, he really cemented that as, like, yeah. this is the Thor everybody wants to see. So, so yeah, again, that'll be November, what was that, 5th, 2021? Hopefully Korg comes back as well. Yeah. <laughs> He'll probably still be playing Fortnite. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, I think that was basically all we got from Thor Love and Thunder. So, yeah, those are all the ones that they announced that have actual dates. Uh, of course, before the panel ended, uh, Kevin Feige studio head of Marvel MCU, basically, uh, acknowledged that, yes, Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Captain Marvel 2 is happening. And then he also said Fantastic Four and the Mutants are also confirmed for Phase 4. Does that mean they'll be getting their own movies? Basically, he said there's no more time to talk about mutants right before the panel ended. So don't know if X-Men are going to be getting their own movie, but they are acknowledging mutants exist. Right. And Fantastic Four will be involved in They use the word mutants, not, not miracles, or whatever the fuck they call them. Yeah, they call them miracles. <laughs> uh, and then one last surprise of the night. What? Blade. Blade, yes. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> All right. Blade, that was a huge surprise. Um, everyone loved that. Uh, uh, when did it come out? Like 1990-something? Wesley Snipe? Uh, uh, Blade with... came out in 1998. 1998? How would you say his name? Uh, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. 
was also Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. Um, and, and a bunch of other things like... Yeah, that doesn't matter because all that has been wiped away and is not... And but, the fact um, that he is now Blade... Kind of... that all of that is gone. Yeah, but I mean, you know... Yeah. He, you know... I don't know, he was like a really good actor in Luke Cage, I felt like, and I to see him coming I mean, back as a main character. He is an excellent actor. Yeah, I mean, in other stuff other than Luke Cage. Well, those like, of you who have seen True Detective Season 3, he was great in that. For those of you who saw Green Book, he was good in that. Yeah. I mean, so he's he's taking up this character. He's a superhero, essentially, obviously. He's in the MCU. But he's half human, half vampire. And um, there's actually, you know, vampires in the streets. And he fights them. And uh, um, I don't know, it just sounds really cool and interesting. And Again, we know very little about that. We don't even yeah. have a date. But the fact that they have such a ho- high-profile actor. It's a huge get for yeah. their... Yeah. That, I am, I'm hoping for like a we- uh, Wesley, uh, Wesley Snipes like cameo as like either... Obviously, he's not going to be Blade, but he's going to be, right. you know, someone. Why would you... Why would you want that? <laughs> because he, that's what I want. What? No. what do you mean? A lot of people would like that. He was, I, in, the, he was in the Blade movie in 1998, and people liked it. And The first Blade movie. Why, why wouldn't you have him cameo in as like a character? What'd you say? Why would you? Because people would be familiar with him. Like, oh, that's cool. He was in the other, you know, he used to be Blade. Like, now he's a different character. That's awesome. in the 90s and the early 2000s. So, like, a lot of kids won't even know who that is. I mean, also, but also getting Mahershala Ali is, like, huge for that. Yeah. So, but yeah. What I find interesting in this Phase 4 is there's no mention of an Avengers movie. Right. They need time to build up to it. Well, every other phase, they've announced this movie, this, this movie, this movie, movie, Avengers. This movie, this movie, this movie, Avengers 2. Now, phase four is just this. all these solo movies. And then, obviously, you know, a couple of pairings and stuff like uh, Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange and stuff like that. But there isn't a team-up movie. Mm-hmm. So, is it possible that they just haven't announced it and they're saving that? Or do you think phase four is not going to have... A team up movie. Like I think that. they won't have the team up movie until Phase Five. Like the first thing of Phase Five will be potentially. I mean, I think because like for a lot of for 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 some of these, you need to um, a like introduce them. Like yeah, Fantastic Four mutants because they Fantastic said it's going to be in Phase Four, right? Shang Chi, or you need to further the story along, like for yeah. Doctor Strange or for Captain Marvel or um, but, Black Panther. Black Panther, things like that. But so. there's going to be an overarching narrative, and how do you do that if they aren't officially going to collide in a movie? You know, right? I, I think we'll we could potentially see um, like mini team ups, like kind of how you like have, cameos, like, like yeah, yeah, or something like or, that, something to like kind of link them all, and then maybe the first thing of Phase Five, you get your major team up. Like, but I think it could also be like they just haven't announced it yet, and this is something they play for like maybe the end of Phase Four is your big team up. Well, like Phase. One through three was the Infinity Saga, they said, right? Mm -hmm. And even in phase one, before we even knew Thanos or anything, they had the plans of the Infinity Stones. And at the end of Avengers is when they teased the big bad of this phase. Mm -hmm. So I don't see a plan in place for that. So maybe, maybe some of these other movies like Eternals, you can... Like Start, lay the groundwork. See the groundwork for Galactus, or I would love for it something to be like that. You know, um, Doctor Doom makes an appearance in Black Widow or something. I don't know. Keanu Reeves as Doctor Doom. Oh my god, that'd be fucking cool. 
You can't just put Keanu Reeves in any. Keanu Reeves can do anything. He can't. Why don't my man Keanu Reeves like that? I mean, stop talking about your fascination <laughs> with Keanu Reeves at this point. How are you not fascinated by Keanu Reeves? He's breathtaking. Yeah, but he doesn't need to be in everything. Yes, he, he does. Is. He's on the rise. He's risen. He, he, he fell from grace. He's coming back. He fell from grace. From what, what happened to him? <laughs> you don't want to know. You haven't, you haven't seen that 47 Ronin movie? That was horrible. So which of these movies are you guys most excited for? Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'd probably have to say Doctor Strange, but also Eternals because of the cast. And it's super close. And that could lay the framework down for the big bad. So, yeah. What about you, Chance? Um, I'll probably... I thought all these were awesome, but I'd probably be more excited when they get to the later stuff like the Mutants and Fantastic Four. That's the stuff I really want to see. They may not get movies, though, but I'm sure... If they don't, they'll introduce them somehow. So if if Fantastic Four doesn't get a movie, this is like a legit question because I'm not sure like how they would introduce him. How would you introduce Doctor Doom? Is there another way they could do that if they wanted to make him a villain in the MCU? Well, you could introduce maybe in one of these TV shows, like who who's Loki gonna who's gonna be the antagonist to Loki? Who's gonna be the antagonist to Hawkeye and Kate Bishop? WandaVision. So how do you who's right. what's gonna happen? So so I think so. Do you think it'll be imperative? I mean, ob- actually, that's a stupid question because it will be because they're revealing it here at Comic Con. It would be imperative to see these Disney Plus shows to know what's going on in the MCU now. Yes. Okay. I think so. All right. Which is a great way to sell your Disney exactly. Plus service. Yeah, because now I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, well now I have to get Disney Plus. I don't think I wasn't planning to. Anyway, I think I was going to get it. But I just wanted to make sure, like, I need to see everything that's happening here to make sure yeah. I'm all caught up in the MCU. And if those of you are wondering, like, what the hell is Disney Plus? It's their uh, actual streaming service that is going to include everything MCU related, everything Star Wars related, um, and, and pretty much all the Disney movies. Uh, with their recent acquisition of Fox, it's also going to introduce every Simpsons ever. Uh, it's seven ninety nine per month, or seventy nine ninety nine for the year so you're saving basically two months free if you're if you buy the year subscription so if they keep the quality up of the rest of it which i have no reason to believe that they won't i'm super excited for not only these movies but also these tv shows community questions huh Alrighty, so what community questions is it's it's really simple we ask you the community questions and you guys answer it about as simple as it gets. Uh, so with Comic-Con happening, I asked, what's your favorite like video game or like nerd culture event you've ever been to, whether it is a Comic-Con or anything like that? So for me, back in summer 2016, I went to the League of Legends uh, North American League Championship Summer Finals in Toronto, uh, and that was incredible. That was insane. So like the Air Canada Center was completely packed. It was uh, the final, I think, was, if I remember correctly, it was TSM. And Cloud9, and that was insane. TSM1, woohoo. I didn't really have a brooding interest, but it was still amazing to be there. Um, Celtic underscore Crown said that he went to, or she, went to Con Bravo years ago and got autographs from the Runaway guys. I don't know who that is, but good for them. And then, um, let me see, there was one more here. And then Lord Darius Black went to Dragon Con in Atlanta. And said nothing comes close to that. That was what, the best like nerd culture event he'd been to. What about you guys? Have you guys ever been to anything like that? Or well, the best thing I can think of that I've really been to because I haven't been to like a comic con or convention or anything was the minute release for Halo Three. 
Uh, that was fucking awesome. I went to GameStop. I pretty much got in line at like nine ten o'clock or whatever the game that was back when games actually released at midnight right and there wasn't like day day digital or whatever so it was like an event i know uh gamestop uh on 23 here had like that truck with all the Mm -hmm. the consoles and everything and uh obviously they're gamestop so they had copies of the game or whatever and we were able to play how many people were there was it like packed like by the end of the night i'm sure it was like probably close to 100 or whatever because it was halo 3 it was like finish the fight it was like at the height of halo you know mm-hmm. and it was like the first like major exclusive for the 360 so yeah it was great awesome. yeah so about you um i'd have to say similar to pat's where it was kind of like a midnight release of a game when i was at bowling green um and uh i think black ops i think it was black ops one um did you win like the tournament or whatever? Yeah, they had some little thing where they had a little kiosks where they had a bunch of games set up and you got to play the brand new game that you know and have a little tournament and it was like free for all and right. I ended up winning. Nice. And um <laughs> the, the fucked up thing is since we were out in there in there playing, there was already a line out the door. And we were like, Okay, well, how are you gonna let us play in this tournament and then not let us go first? first. Oh, so like sucks. Yeah, so but we told them like, Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So they actually did let us like go first oh, and, that's nice. or whatever and I won like some art book, like Metroid art books. Like probably some extra shit they just had in the in the cupboard and they just gave it to me. Here you go. <laughs> that's and, that's and, a Call of Duty yeah. event. They gave you a Metroid art book. <laughs> yes, yeah, I I, I, don't, I, was, I don't know if I still have it. I, don't I was think expecting I it to be like, Oh, you got like a like a black ops like hoodie or something like that no nothing nothing that cool um but i i guess the best thing was just being the first to buy it i guess but and i won the tournament which is awesome yeah, so. no, that's great that's awesome so yeah those community questions all right so time for our third topic here and spoilers for spider-man far from home so if you haven't seen it pause this podcast obviously watch spider-man far from home and then come back and play this pod the rest of this podcast so You've been warned. Officially, spoilers starting now. Holy fuck. Did you guys see that? They had Venom and Carnage in this movie? No, those are not fucking real spoilers. Go see Spider-Man Far From Home, people. All right. Official real spoilers in three, two, one. J. Jonah Jameson's back. Yeah! (laughs) And played by J.K. Simmons. uh, He's reprising his role from the original... Spider-Man trilogy with uh, that was that was a nice little Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that was a nice little throwback. That was pretty cool. I, yeah. I enjoyed that greatly. All right, so we'll we'll talk about that in a second here. Uh, what did you guys? Let's let's start with uh, our like favorite parts of the movie. So, what, what was some of the best moments that you guys thought? I had to have been that segment where Spider-Man first fights. Mysterio, like how it just you saw his illusions at its best, bring back zombie Iron Man, like that had to have been like amazing, like you know, um, that was so trippy. Yeah, it was like wow. It's like things weren't real, no, and like yeah. you saw him how he was effective against Spider Man, like he just you know confused the shit out of him, made things you know disappear, that you know fucking got hit by a train, didn't even know he was on the railroad tracks, like yeah. what the fuck? But they made it look so yeah. real. Like, he came out in his, like, you know, CGI suit, and then gets shot, and you're like, what the fuck? Nick Fury actually shot him or some shit? And, and then it's not actually yeah, him, and it's, it's just like... like, a, like a, it was just, like, mind fuck after mind fuck. And then it got to the point where, as a viewer, you're like, now I don't, now I don't know what's real. When they announced that Mysterio is going to be in this movie, I was so hoping they would have this sort of sequence, sequence in yeah. this movie, and I was not disappointed when they did. Like, yeah, obviously Mysterio is such, like, a unique villain for this reason, 
because he just fucks with your mind with shit like that. And the fact that they were able to do all these, like, like that sequence where it, like, zooms out and Spider-Man's in a snow globe, which turns out to be Mysterio's helmet. Like, those visuals were just great. So, yeah. Chance took my moment there, so I'm going to have to go with my second favorite moment here. Um, when he's on the plane and he's just talking to Happy and he's like, I just miss Iron Man so much. Like, what do I do? I'm not, I'm not the person. I'm not the next Iron Man. Like, that's yeah. not me. And he's it's a really like, powerful saying. Like, yeah. And then he's like, Tony Stark doubted himself every step of the way. And the one thing he was sure about is to give those glasses to you. And then yeah. that just that character moment. And then he goes back and he's starting to design his suits. And it's and it's referencing like, Tony, like yeah. how he's just doing like he's doing it just like Tony. And they even play uh, back in black. And then he's like, I, I love, love that. Yeah, I love <laughs> <laughs> God, such a uh, that was a great moment. I love that. There's uh, such like small a small character moment. There's such like a 16 year old kid thing to like yeah. not know that that is ACDC. Yeah. It's like yeah. So um, yeah, chance to yeah. I mean the J Jonah Jameson throw. Yeah. Not only that, they 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 out Iron or Iron Man. They out Spider Man completely. And he gets framed. And he for, gets framed what for it? everything that happens. Just absolutely insane. That that was unexpected and like, that's that's why I like i loved mysterio as a villain because he's like he dies he's defeated but even in defeat he has, he this has the plan last B laugh and like, then uh, yeah like contingency in the middle of that london fight when he's like they'll see what i want them to see right. and then the payoff is at the end this like exactly post-credit yep. scene like mid-credit scene i guess is what this one was yeah it was just it was great and i can't wait to see where this story is headed after this of course they haven't announced and in phase four, there is no announcement of, of a Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. So. that might be up in the air. Well, I think it might be because Sony officially is doing the movie, so Sony is going to be the one to announce it at some point. Because uh, there's no are way we, they're not going to do. A, are we concerned at all about Sony doing the movie? Is that no, change it's, anything? They did this one. Okay. So I mean, like they had the seeds of like a Sinister Six. Yeah, so do we think Mysterio's actually dead? Like, he's dead, right? It's Mysterio. Who, you, who knows? I, you think he's for sure dead. Yes. I mean, it's like Mysterio. Like, he's literally known to, like... He was shot by his uh, drone, and then at the end, they're like, Mysterio's body or whatever. They said Mysterio's body. So how did they get a body if he's not dead? I mean, it's... He has... I don't know. I'm sure he has connections. He seems like a wealthy dude. No, he's not he a has, wealthy dude. He, yeah, he is wealthy. He works for Tony Stark. So... He has access to the tech, and then he has a group of villains, his entourage. Yeah, which, I, which we're going back to what I was hinting at before, is how he teamed up with um, the scientist that was in Iron Man 1 that made the suit for, um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Tony Stark's mentor, like, that was his dad's friend. Oh, um... Is Iron what's his face is his uh, villain name I forget his Obadiah Stane. Oh yeah yeah, and so it was really cool they're pulling from Iron Man one, you know, they're pulling from the Barf system which is like the illusion that was yeah that, that was in. that was a really good connection. I loved all those connections in there yeah. that was awesome so so Mysterio's dead. Then he, there won't be a Sinister Six, right? Unless someone else no, takes him on. It's just any six villains. Yeah. Uh, right. I thought I thought there was like a specific set of six. I mean, no, there, he was one of the staples. Original like. Sinister Six, yes, but it's like Avengers. Like, yeah. there's been so many different. They can like cycle. Villains. I mean, they hinted at Vulture. So. Those were our favorite moments. What were the flaws in this movie? I thought the whole um, the. 
uh, that one kid that was that aged up with them because he didn't get snapped. And then it was oh, kind of like the yeah. rival, like the love triangle. I thought that was kind of a stupid thing. Like that didn't need to be in there. No, I like that they had a direct relationship to like what happened with. Well, like, yeah, I like the, the I like how they explained it. I just don't like that that he had to be in this love triangle. Mm-hmm. I thought that was unnecessary kind of thing. Like, and then he kind of just disappears after they said like, "Yeah, do stop taking pictures of people in the bathroom," and you never see him the rest of the movie. I don't know. It's just he was like a new character that was in their group. That I didn't think they needed to be there. I th- that adds some of the more like high school drama element to it, and that's where I think Homecoming. So just I I liked Homecoming better than Far From Home, and that's because one of the reasons Far From Home suffered was being directly after Endgame. Like it was kind of like in the the shadow of Endgame, and it's a big they, movie to come after. They had like. to deal with the aftermath of Endgame, but mm-hmm. also try and tell their own story. So they had right. mentioned like that beginning tribute video in, in the school news. I thought that was a great touch. And then they're like, yeah, the blip happened and all this. And then, yeah, most of our classes, they, they were snapped and they came back. So the, the snap is actually when they disappeared. The blip is when they came back, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. how they explain that. I got what showed them like they disappeared on the basketball court. And, the marching band and then like five the years later, they just... And they're back, and they're like in the middle of the fucking game. They get yeah. knocked over. It's kind of funny, and they did a really good job of explaining it and mm-hmm. and stuff well, like that. I, I wish it had the movie right after Endgame. I wish it had touched on it a little bit more because it's like, yeah, yeah it's the blip happened, and now we're going on vacation or right. whatever. And I really liked that Iron Man angle. Like Iron Man's gone, someone has to take over his place, and you know, Peter Parker's like. Is it me? Uh, I don't think it's me. Like, I'm just this small person in this thing. And then uh, Fury, obviously he's not Fury in the movie, but Fury comes out. He's like, you were in space. Like, of course it's okay. Yeah. Like, you're the one. Yeah. But it's like him. He's like, he's doubting himself. Yeah. Like, he weasels yeah. his way out of a mission. Like, it's kind of like. He is not backing himself because he's sitting there. And he's like, yeah, I've done all this stuff. But it was like in assistance to all these major players. So Iron Man being the main one for him because that's basically his mentor in the moment. But it's just kind of like now he's sitting there and he's like, I could not possibly be prepared for this because yeah. he is a kid. But like anyone on the outside looking in, like how Fury was, is just like, yeah, you're absolutely ready. Back yourself and do this. So I, I think the major issue was that f- Homecoming was this smaller story dealing with this smaller like neighborhood Spider-Man. It was mm-hmm. all about the vulture just stealing weapons and was, in my eyes, justified in trying to make a living for himself in this post-Avengers world after they screwed him out of like his business or whatever. Uh, but it was like him just stealing weapons was the main thing. There was no threat to the world or you right. know, to whatever. And this, M- Mysterio has all these drones and is mm-hmm. attacking London and these giant elementals what Jump. people perceives to be elementals right. are attacking the, these forces from a different dimension and things like that. That's a, a big enough thing that you would need other people. And I know they're like Captain Marvel is don't yes. don't even say her name or whatever. Right. And then Thor is off world and you know all this other who, stuff. Who else did they say was busy or something? I think they said Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was busy, but what about Winter Soldier? Ant-Man. What about Ant Man? What about all these other mm-hmm. smaller people that? Should be on Earth. Should be doing whatever. Where are they when this is happening? Why is Spider-Man the, the only next one, on the yeah, roster? Right. Like that's 
the thing that just didn't sit right with me. And I think if they had went with a smaller story and still focused on what dealing with who the next Iron Man is and Spider-Man's place in all this and everything, I think that is a more compelling story, but it was just kind of muddled down with this like baggage post end game. I don't, I actually don't mind so much that they had like this kind of big kind of like jump, I guess from being like, Oh, neighborhood Spider-Man to now you're dealing with kind of a worldwide issue. Well, maybe um, that's that's the issue with this expanding MCU. Like, mm-hmm. the next movie with a world catastrophe, uh, let's say, Shang-Chi. Big shit is happening in world-ending stakes. Where are the rest of the Avengers in that moment, you know? Right. Like, that's a question we're always going to be asking. And they kind of deal with it when Fury's like, oh, Thor's off-world and all this stuff. But do we have to keep reiterating that every movie now because people are going to be asking that question and i know there's suspension of disbelief but when you've established this universe it just it it feels weird not going back to that solo movie with these high yeah it's getting harder and harder because these characters are becoming a lot more connected it's getting harder to have their own moments their own movies right so it's like you know but i think i think maybe with like the geographical shift now instead of it just being on Earth, now they're expanding it to like a whole cosmic thing. So maybe that'll be like yeah. the kind of like get out of jail free card with this. They can literally say they're in completely different areas of the universe. I mean, they don't need everyone. You know what I mean? If they go, right. oh, we have a couple, no, yeah. Then you know, like, we don't like, need we don't th- need a team of five. Th- this could have been a good thing to have him pair with. Well, I guess he was like kind of paired with Mysterio, but Mysterio is the bad guy. This, this couldn't have been a bad thing. Yeah, to put like an like an Ant Man into this or something like that. Um, but I can, I can see it being like really annoying where if every movie they have to like come up with a reason why there can't be another Avenger there. Yeah. That could get old really quickly. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like people are going to keep asking those questions, not, not necessarily the characters, but the audience. Yeah. I don't mind, I guess in this instance, because you need, or I guess they need Spider-Man to like make that jump in his own character development to like back himself. And the only way he would have been able to do that is if he had to handle it alone. Because if he didn't handle it alone, he could be like, I leaned on this other Avenger. Yeah, so. but to to fix that, I think, is to make it a smaller scale story, which they did with Homecoming. Right. So, like, maybe instead of going from, like, the small neighborhood to, like, the entire world, you go to, like, the United States. And this is a problem that's going to affect just, like, New York or something. Yeah. Or, or like, it's going to destroy the entire city. Have, like, a gradual upward trajectory, not to go from... I'm in the middle of this neighborhood. I'm neighborhood Spider-Man, and so now I'm like worldwide Spider-Man. Yeah, when when it's that big, that like all what people perceive what's on the what's being reported in the news is this giant elemental is attacking uh, Rome, and then now is in London and is destroying London Bridge and all this shit. Like at that point, it's that large of a thing. Like yeah. Homecoming, it was. Vulture is stealing Iron Man's weapons as they're transform as they're transporting well, everything. Well, I mean, I guess like in the same beat, it is kind of. It's not. It's hard to describe because it's not small scale. But at the end of the day, it is just him against Mysterio. Yeah, if so they they're kept pro- that smaller, is what I'm saying. If it, yeah, I understand the projections are like on a massive scale, but it really comes down to him versus Mysterio, and then that is kind of a battle that's in a more contained area. I guess. But I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. That in the, like, yeah, because, like, in the universe itself, it's 
portrayed as a worldwide disaster. Mm -hmm. And we have the luxury as an audience looking at at it from that sense, like from the fourth wall, you're like, really, you're just 1v1 against this actor slash genius slash CGIist, basically. Um, But in their universe, it's just like, you are stopping the world from being destroyed. So... I don't know. I, it is a tough. It is kind of a fine line that we're like walking. Yeah. I didn't really think about it now until we started talking about it. Um, another thing that was, I I know what they're trying to do, but like, I I don't know. I guess I'm on the fence about this because the whole Mysterio being introduced as a good guy, we knew that eventual turn was coming. Those right, are especially if you Mysterio. know the comics and you yeah. know who Mysterio is. Yeah. So, I, I feel like very few people would have been surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Even though I know Matt was. Right. Matt, really? Yeah. All you have to do is go to Wikipedia and you know that he turns evil. Well, I have, like, I have a friend of mine who doesn't like read comic books or anything like that at all. And he knew Mysterio was a villain. Even, <laughs> let's say you have no idea who Mysterio is. He's, they play up him being like this perfect, great... Righteous thing. Yeah, like, it's person. All, it's, it's this too, replacement like, for the, Tony the next, Stark. It's too good to be true. Exactly. Like, kind of yeah. thing. Like, it, like, even for me, knowing that Mysterio is a bad person, is a villain... Even that buildup wasn't necessarily believable. That mm. like, oh yeah, he's great, and he's yeah. the yeah. Like, there's no way you're gonna find the perfect replacement for Tony Stark. It's just it's poor on that part. I guess in the mid credit with um the scrolls, or I guess that was the, the post credit. The post credit with the scrolls, where he's sitting there and he's about to like FaceTime uh, Fury, and he's like, I know as a as a shapeshifter, this is really embarrassing that I believe this. I'm like, yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. How did you fall for this nonsense? Yeah, and then obviously when they do do that reveal of him being the villain and they're just in that bar taking shots and celebrating and he's like, <laughs> yeah, thanks to you because you did this and then they show it and it's, he's just like barfing up exposition. There has to be a better way to do that. Than that just, was really bad. Yeah, it's just like... It was just so... It was so phony. Yeah, like, like I, uh, I did like the reveal of like the barf technology... Yeah, being what I didn't we need, saw in Civil I didn't War. need him to sit there and thank like wardrobe, basically. You made the cape. Thanks for like I don't give a shit about these people. Like, but props to Jay Gyllenhaal for portraying this super righteous, but like still like selfish. <laughs> he was super righteous in the beginning, and then he had that just like twinge of crazy, and then by the end he's like, they'll see what I want them to see, and like all this shit, and he, like, like fully goes insane. Yeah, yeah like. like he plays that really well, and they and, cast and, that really and, well. and that shift, albeit it is like kind of sudden, it does have like a bit of like graduality to it that he like did really well. Whereas like because it, that's something where like when you, when you have that kind of turn, it could just be so off putting. But they did the transition of him being the righteous superhero to being the villain. They did that very well because that that could have gone so wrong. But he did a good job. Yeah. Um, also, another thing, I, I wish they had more MJ in here. She's she's kind of in there for a little bit, uh, but they do give a lot of screen time to uh, Ned and his girlfriend. Uh, what's his girlfriend? <laughs> she was like the whatever morning school she news the reporter. Um, they they do do that, and the first couple of times they did it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's funny. But then they kept referencing mm-hmm. that joke again and stuff, and I'm like, okay, you could have cut a little bit off of that. And added more, you know, interactions with MJ or something to build up her character to make her a bigger part of this story. See, I like I liked what they did with MJ, like the time that they gave her for what? What's her name? Zendaya? Yeah, I yeah. like I like the time that they gave her because like every time it was like 
you have that like buildup of like tension and awkwardness in the time that they don't see each other, they don't interact. So I think they did. A, I don't think they did a bad job of like timing it where like, oh, this is when we're talking, and it's not for very long because it is super awkward, and they're both. But no, it didn't. People. It didn't have to be more time with Peter. It could be oh, just more, more time, time in general. Her. Yeah, just oh. like what she's going through in that moment, or like you know how she's figuring out. Oh, you're Spider Man, right? And then you know. Oh, you mean, oh like, I'm just jokingly her? said that, but oh shit, you she are Spider Man. Right. Yeah, so like. I, I guess I, I, I don't moments with her, not necessarily her and Peter, but just mm. more of her. I think if I think back to it, I think her and Ned and the girlfriend probably got the same amount of screen time. And I would have like Prefer her being such a major part of the story. Like, you know, being like, yeah, uh, I did like some of the side characters. as JB Smoove. <laughs> JB Smoove was hilarious. Is that the teacher? That's the black teacher. Yeah. yeah. JB Smoove is hilarious. <laughs> like, he, he's great. Cause, uh, <laughs> What do you think that was? As a man of science, witches. witches. <laughs> and I then he is like, I have to be the not cool teacher. That's not cool, man. <laughs> and then Peter gets the glasses and he's looking at what everyone's looking up and he's reading up on the the history of witches. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I, I love that. That was really well done. And th- even the other I, teacher too. He was. That's funny what I mean too. about that. Like that joke, they they referenced it a couple more times throughout the movie, but they didn't like overdo it and right. i think the the ned and the girlfriend one was overdone so um, i like the other teacher too yeah they they the two teachers played off well too. and then like at the end where he's like don't you he's like don't you do this to me man Or <laughs> or the the other teachers talking about how his uh wife faked blipped out or faked oh out. that was so <laughs> funny it was fucked up. but it was like we had a we had a funeral and everything <laughs> like, yeah. it was really bad it was really sad for a lot of us <laughs> <laughs> and they just dropped that so like nonchalantly yeah. in the dialogue. I was, like, I was sitting there. Well, it's been like six, six years since that yeah. happened. So yeah, yeah obviously. And, and like we, um, I was sitting there next to your brother when we were watching it. We were both like, "Oh my fucking god, that is so <laughs> fucked up." Yeah. So, um, if I had to give it a rating out of ten, I'd probably say like seven, seven point two, maybe. What about you, Chance? Um. 7.5. Yeah, I'll give it like a 7. wasn't great. wasn't terrible. I think they did a good job of like furthering the story with what they had. Yeah, I think, I think so. Homecoming is closer to an 8. So. Do you want to yeah. talk about what you might want to see in another one? The ending scene with you know Peter's identity being revealed. I, th- I think you had a good idea having Kraven the Hunter be uh, another villain and him actually hunting Spider-Man. I think what Sony did announce is they want to introduce Venom into... Yeah, Spider-Man. They, yeah, I mean, they could have both. I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, I, what I want to see is more of him like mature. I guess I'm tired. Of, I don't know. I don't, I'm tired of seeing him be like the rookie hero. I guess I'd like to see him like mature as a character. And now that he has more access to Tony Stark's stuff. Like I want to see him but, do like crazy stuff with his web, like yeah. electric webbing and like or but that was stuff you see. But in, that like, was the like the thing. That was the conversation with Happy. Basically, that huge like ma- like even in that moment he matures so much and he's ready to. You feel like yeah. I mean, by the end of the movie, way. you do feel that like yeah. he is becoming his own, which is great. But I want to see it more in that in the actual yeah. movie. Yeah, but and like I mean, the, the the cool thing about Spider-Man is that he is this high school student who's you know not wealthy, who doesn't have all these resources, but mm-hmm. still finds a way to engineer stuff and make it himself. And you know, yeah. I just want I just want to see has. more of that. Like would you would you guys like if they added like 
Venom and stuff. Like, you know, the Venom See, from I, movie. I do not like Venom the movie. I, I really hope they don't add that. I really hope they don't do that. I don't like Venom. They're doing it because Venom Carnage. made a lot of money. So that's I don't happening. want that to happen. It's gonna happen. If they do it, I really hope they do him slightly differently. I don't even really like, like Venom. Just in general, no, I love Venom. I just don't, they didn't do him right. I, I, I don't know. I don't like the, the the. It wasn't so much the actor. It was the. I writing. feel like the the writing was not good. I don't know. Like maybe they. Can I like Tom movie. Hardy. Yeah, I don't mind him being and Venom. Yeah, I'm glad he's gonna reprise the role when this to be as Eddie Brock. Happens. But, yeah, I mean, Venom itself was not a great movie, so... What about the second post-credits scene here? So, what do we think about that? How long do we think Fury was not Fury? The entire time. Yeah. Well, the entire time of this movie, but how long before that? Do you think it was multiple Oh, yeah, because it... It could have been... Because it's the 90s when he met... Met Captain Marvel, so do you think it could have been the whole time? No, I don't think it was the whole time. I think he was snapped and maybe when he came back he's like fuck it i'm going on vacation or something well i mean like you take it from like now you like if they're making that jump to the avengers or what's left of them or whatever branching out into this cosmic world, yeah that's what i think yeah. it's he's the natural person to be running that i guess what yeah. is it called sword sword is like they went from to, shield to being so, sword now so if he so now he's now overseeing everything cosmically and now the earth is just like a subset of that now it's a much smaller thing they have to deal with so um it makes sense to just have like a scroll do that leave the impression on earth that nick fury is still there while he's really doing his own shit in space and that's like his new everything yeah it's like his new like new position yeah it's like his his operatives are like our scroll yeah which is like awesome and but they called him back at the end and he's like God damn it! Right. He sighs and gets. I open. I hope that it it was just this movie that Nick Fury so is up there. When I saw that, it made immediately made me think of the Secret Invasion storyline, where a lot of these Marvel heroes are secretly replaced by Skrull, and that's like they're taking over and stuff. And in that, the Skrull are bad guys, and I know in the MCU they're good guys, but they could somehow do it. I mean, I trust Marvel too work in those like iconic storylines into the MCU like they've done in the past with changes so I think they might be headed for that and maybe that's why we don't have an Avengers movie but I don't know we'll see we'll see yeah uh yeah like we said overall it was okay but I I think the next one is going to be mm-hmm. better I think that yeah I hope the the I hope the next movie starts out with that same scene of J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, I hope he becomes more of a bigger... You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't even like a newspaper. He was like some a podcast or something? Or he He's on like the Daily Bugle. But it wasn't like the actual thing. In the actual thing, but, in, thing, but like this, he's like on the like Daily a, Bugle turn, was like a podcast. Or it turn. looked like almost like uh, Alex Jones or whatever, that guy who's just like... He just rants nonsense. Yeah, you just yeah. talk. Yeah, you just yeah. You give your own opinion, you rant. And like, it's like no facts and he's just going to yeah, talk about Talk his it own mind. Yeah. It basically is a visual podcast, essentially. Which would be perfect for him because he's just going to sit there and hate on Spider-Man. And he so chose I, his so, so I want that scene to be, or I want that opening scene of the new Spider-Man to be like that exact scene with a little bit more time of it, obviously. And then it's just like, because he's sitting there in the middle of New York with like everyone around him and they're all seeing. Yeah, like how is he going to live? You know well, what I mean? Well, they I know. think it's going to be like everyone's just going to turn no, on him in no the moment. No one's going to grab like, a gun and try and shoot him. And even but, if they do, he's got his Peter tingle. So, yeah. But people are just going to be like, oh my god, look what you did. And they're all just going to like verbally abuse him, essentially. Well, I think that, like, that could be a reason why 
in the next movie the Avengers aren't coming to help him because now he's a fugitive or something mm-hmm. like that. So right. you could play that up, but yeah, I'm excited. Not not only for the next Spider-Man, but for, for everything that's happening. Yeah, yeah Phase so. Four in general. So uh, I definitely do think we will see a, a sequel to Spider-Man some somewhere in Phase Four. I think it's just going to be Sony announcing it. So I feel like you'd almost have to, right? Yeah. Support subtitles. Wow. <laughs> Time for our favorite moment of the podcast, where we like to play a game called Subpar Subtitles. For those of you who don't know, Subpar Subtitles is a game that we end the podcast with. And basically, we take the principle that all these studios and developers and publishers like to put the name of the franchise, colon, subtitle. And that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E as the name of their game. So what I've done is I've taken some of those subtitles, some real subtitles, and I've thrown in one fake one. And it's our panel's job here to guess which one the fake one is. We've been keeping score since we started playing, and what are the current scores? Um, not too many changes. Um, Rick's still at 26, um, 10 behind at 16, and Zach is at 10 as well. All right, let's go. So, born of a dream? Can we fix it? Neo Tokyo Guardians... Final fear, the struggle within. I'll repeat it one more time for you guys and those of you playing at home. Born of a dream, can we fix it? Neo Tokyo Guardians, final fear, the struggle within. Zach? It was Neo Tokyo. Neo Tokyo Guardians for Zach. Chance? Can we fix it? Can we fix it for chance? So now here's the twist. You can either keep your answer, and if that is the correct answer, you get three points. Or you can say that they were all real or that they were all fake. If you say all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, you will get double the points, a total of six. So Zach, can you ask Chance what his answer is? Chance, what's your answer? Um, I like how you did that. <laughs> I think that... I think they're all fake. So you're going all fake? Yeah. Okay, so now logic would dictate, since you did this like two minutes before the podcast started, that you wouldn't come up with fake ones that quickly. So I don't think they'd be all fake. It also means it would be more likely that you make them all real. But then that's exactly what you would want me to think. So now I'm stuck. So I'm going to just say it's all real and really hope I didn't pick the right one. You're going to say all real? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, Luca, born of a dream, real game. Bob the Builder, can so we fix all real? it? I knew it was a yeah. Bob the Builder game. <laughs> yeah. Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Real game. Angel Blade, Neo Tokyo Guardians, real game. Final Fear, not a real no! game. <laughs> <laughs> Clock Tower 2, The Struggle Within, real game. No! So, like every week, you cannot beat the ghost of Rick. You literally cannot get points. I just don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of him. I want to keep his memory and, you know, let him keep the lead. You know what other memory we should keep alive? Paper Mario, Nintendo, come on! What are you waiting for? Announce that Nintendo Direct. I'm waiting. That's our quota.
But anyway, yeah, so uh, scores did not change. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us every Monday on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with questions, comments, concerns, or talk about how bad both Chance and Zach are that they cannot score points in this game at all at TugPod on Twitter or at T-U-G underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Or you can follow us on our subreddit at our tug pod. We also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star reviews for every other podcast. What do you mean I disappointed you on like all levels? Like, what other levels were there? <laughs> Everything, man. <laughs> Jesus, you God. General. Just me in general is disappointed. <laughs> Says cuts a little close to the bone there, don't you think? That was the intention. That was hurtful.